0: The Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Win Bet. Get started today, and you'll get a risk free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetQL. your bracket main bus, but your bankroll never has to with BeckQL. Use promo code March30 for 30% off the entire year of BeckQL. That's BeckQL, promo code March30. We're also brought to you by Odds Crowd. Odds Crowd has a ton of free fantasy betting contests, including a 2K. Season-long MLB contest and a five hundred dollar weekly contest. Download their app today: Sports dot com slash odds at sportsgamblingpodcast. dot com slash odds. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home to free daily video picks from the SGPN crew. It's like YouTube for sports gambling. Make sure to subscribe to our profile: sportsgamblingpodcast. dot com slash btv. sportsgamblingpodcast. dot com slash btv. Also brought to you by Picks Follow the PixWise capper contest at pixwise.com for free picks and analysis throughout the tournament. See which expert is trending hot as they battle it out for a winner takes all 10000 dollars prize at PixWise.com. We're also brought to you by better edge. better edge operates like a stock exchange for the sports world. Pick the teams you like and have someone else buy the other side. Sign up at BetterEdge.com. Promo code SGP for a free $10 play. That's B-E-T-T-O-R-Edge.com. Promo code S-G-P. Welcome, everyone, to the Diehard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean stacking the money green with my fellow diehards, Robbie and Justin. We were planning on doing a free agency podcast, going over a couple of the small transactions, and then Howie's season once again. Howie Roseman comes in with a major breaking news, a blockbuster trade. Kind of the uh, 49ers got the market going by trading up for the number three pick. And, uh, you know, handing the Dolphins uh, some extra first rounders. Now, the Eagles, they have traded picks, trading down. They gave up the number six and number 156 overall. In exchange, they got the 12th overall, the 123rd overall, and a 2022 first round pick. Man, my mind was blown when this happened. I like the idea that it's kind of solidified Jalen Hurts. As the QB1 going into 2021. I like the fact that in 2022, we're going to get three first round picks in case Jalen Hurts doesn't pan out. But I am worried that Howie Roseman could fuck up the number 12 pick overall. Rob, your instant reaction when you heard the news. You know, my instant gut reaction was I didn't
1: like it. Um, I I mean, obviously, we love the idea of having three picks next year, but the reality of, of those three picks is you know, I don't think the Eagles are going to be terrible this coming season. So I don't think we're going to have like a top five pick next year for our own pick. I don't think the dolphins are going to be terrible next season. So I'm not convinced we're going to have a real high pick from them. I don't think it's going to be like 30 or anything. And I don't think the cults are going to be terrible either. So, you know, while we may have three picks, none of them are going to be at the so-called elite game changer level. So you know, I'm a little worried we might have overthought this and given up the chance to get a true elite playmaker, a true elite difference maker at number 6. Now, could they use one of those picks to jump back up if there's a guy that interests them sure, but you know, I think this is one of those
0: we're not going to be able to fully evaluate till we see who they get. Justin, there was also a report that Ian Rappaport. Uh, put out that apparently the Eagles were interested in trying to trade up to number three to get Zach Wilson. And when they found out that wasn't a possibility, that's when they made the idea to trade down, I'm guessing. And again, this is speculation that they have a relationship with Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas on the jets told them that, Hey, we're, we're drafting Zach Wilson at number two. So don't bother trading up for number three. What do you make of the news that the Eagles were possibly looking to draft Zach Wilson at number three?
2: Uh, I mean, I think if you're a good team, you're always evaluating talent. And, you know, if you can find better talent, then maybe you go for it. I think um, with that said, I I wouldn't like the idea of going for Wilson at this point. I didn't like the idea of trading up either. I think six is high enough in order to get, you know, that elite level talent that Rob was talking about. And I understand the concerns about dropping back now to twelve. Um, with that said, uh, my eyes have been on a wide receiver for some time now. Now I didn't think we were going to get, have a chance at Pitts at six actually anyway. So I wasn't too concerned about that. I was hoping we could get chase and I think he's going to be gone now if we do fall to 12. But from what I'm looking at, there's two elite wide receivers in the draft, Smith and chase. And I'm fine with Smith at 12. If he happens to go I see a one B there right uh, with Waddle. So I can't really complain with uh, going down to 12, having a little bit of a safety net for uh, next year with the three draft picks. Yes, maybe they won't be that high, but with that said, uh, we don't know how well Hertz is going to do this season. I like the idea of Giving him a little bit of free reign this season, see what he can really do, let him, you know, get into the driver's seat as QB one. And with Flacco, you know, right behind him, maybe he can instill a little bit of information in order to build that confidence and continue to let him learn from the game this season.
0: Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's interesting. Justin, do you think they're are are they done? Are they done making moves, or is there a chance they trade back up again uh, to land, uh, you know, pits or chase?
2: I don't want them to move back up. I feel like if Howie's going to try and make a move and give up more picks, it's it's not a wise decision considering his track record. I'm I'm content staying pat now at twelve. I don't really want to move back anymore because I think that really takes you out of the the ability to get some elite talent in there so we'll see what can happen uh but i'd like to stay at 12 at this point not move up not move down um take what we got now be happy and start to really work and analyze this draft and pick the best candidate you
1: Look, know let's, let's call it what it is i, I think there is zero chance chases there at 12 that yeah. there's zero zero chance uh and there's zero chance pits uh there at 12. i i do think had we sat at six there's a chance i, I think it's Almost assured one of them would have been on the board, and it's quite possible both of them would have been on the board because I think you're gonna see the run on four quarterbacks before us, and then you get to Cincinnati, and they might get enticed by Chase. You know, obviously Burrow played with Chase when he was at LSU, but they could also be uh, you know, do the smart thing and take look, the offensive tackle Sewell. Uh, so that could possibly leave them both there. You know, my fear is. I think if there's one guy we have a chance at at 12, it might be Smith. I actually kind of think Waddle may go before Smith in the draft. I think, I think every year in the draft, people get enamored with speed. And, you know, I believe Waddle is the faster guy. Obviously he was injured last year, which took away uh, a lot of his production, Uh, but I could see that happening. And and I think obviously there's people that have the durability concerns on Smith. Um, So could he be there? Yes. But I think, Realistically, we're gonna be looking at a different position, whether it's maybe we go cornerback then or maybe Mika Parsons drops. Um, you know, who knows? Yeah,
0: that's it. I I I think Justin's way of spinning it, you know, maybe maybe the Eagles had Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith graded pretty similarly. And they said, you know, Hey, we think we can get Devonta Smith still at 12. Why not take Devonta Smith and an extra first round pick instead of, instead of Jamar chase, which if you, fra- if you frame it like that, and if they end up getting Devonta Smith, then, and the, and the extra first rounder, I, I certainly don't hate that. I, I was a little nervous that they were in the market for Zach Wilson. And I, I think, I don't know. I, I think that that that's not gonna hurt Jalen Hurts because some quarterbacks, aka Ginger Judas, would have heard, oh, they were looking to trade me, they were looking to move on from me. Oh, that really hurt my feelings. I'm gonna pout. Not Jalen Hurts. Adversity competition, that just makes this guy stronger. Am I am I reading this right, Pintani? Uh, sorry, Sean. I lost you
2: at Ginger Judas, honestly. <laughs> I love that. Um yeah, I think I think your analysis so far is pretty spot on. I, I I like the move. I like the drop back. I know maybe we we're missing out on some, like if we're comparing chase and I don't think he's going to obviously be there at 12. I'm with Rob there. And there, there is a chance, man, we missed out on chase and we're going to end up with Smith or waddle. And then we're going to see chase do all this amazing stuff. I mean, that's the risk you're taking here, but I, I think you analyze it pretty well. I mean, we get the pick, we get, you know, one of the three top got top wide receivers right now, along with that extra first round pick. And it, it really is a crapshoot, and especially with Howie, it's a huge crapshoot. So yeah, uh, I don't mind the idea of getting a little bit more of a safety net there, especially once again with Hertz. You know, we're giving him the helm this season. See how he does, and then we have a little bit of a pack, backup plan for the future.
1: Look, I think we're all nervous about how he's drafting, <laughs> and there's no position we're more nervous about him drafting than wide receiver. Yeah, and it's a need of the team, and we just went from a spot where it's It it was looking like it would be very, very hard to miss on the wide receiver to a spot where we very well could miss on a pick. So that's the concern. With that said, I'm with you guys. If Smith's there at 12 and we get him, I would call this a win uh, because then we have the extra first round pick.
0: Yeah, and and quietly they moved up a decent amount in the uh, in the third there. So that's that's certainly interesting. And they have 11 picks. Uh, going into the into the draft, so they certainly have a chance to fill a bunch of holes. So it, it's hard to really kill them that much. I guess for me, I had already watched a lot of uh, Kyle Pitts highlight reels, a lot of Jamar Chase highlight reels. I was already imagine them in Eagles green. Uh, uh, Justin, do you think this changes the position they look at? Because it seemed like at six, it was pretty much locked in for us. Uh, we weren't probably going to go quarterback, you know. The Lori thing uh, leaked out, uh, but now at twelve, I think it does open up the position a little bit. It, at six, it felt like a stretch to get a cornerback, but now at twelve, do you do we start reconsidering what position we're looking at uh, in the first round?
2: Uh, I think it's definitely a possibility. I mean, I, obviously, you're going to continue to analyze up until draft day and see what's available, and you know, keep moving that board around and shuffling it around, but. Uh, from where I'm sitting today, I'm thinking you got to go wide receiver and get one of those top three guys, chase uh, Smith or waddle. And uh, if you get them at 12, especially after jumping back um, from six and getting that first round pick along with some other things, um, I I think you got to be completely happy with who you get out of those three now. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could reevaluate. Um, We did just pick up Harris. So at safety. So I don't know. Maybe they go cornerback, but I like what they're doing uh, in the secondary at the moment. I think we could get some decent guys a little bit later, especially with the fact that the way I'm looking at it, you really only have elite, possibly three elite wide receivers. I really think it's two with Smith and chase. So um, after that, I think you try to evaluate who you can get elsewhere and pick up a wide receiver as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting too, because now that we're moving to 12, assuming we stay put at 12, we're one behind uh, the Giants, who, you know, Walter Football just put out an updated mock draft. Shout out to this guy who just cranks it out. It, they, he has the Giants grabbing Devonta Smith at 11, and then us going with uh, Jalen Waddle, who Waddle kind of an interesting uh, snag there at 12, if that's the way we go. And Certainly has some experience playing with Hertz. I wonder how much that factors into it. Robbie, do you think they should con- reconsider the the position they go after? Or are you still diehard receiver. Uh, I, I, look, I still think receivers,
1: uh, you know, one of our top needs. But I think twelve, yeah, you absolutely have to change it because is there a chance those top three receivers are gone at twelve? I, I think so. I, I tend to think one may be there, and quite honestly, I think I'm fine with Waddle if he is there, I'm not a hundred percent sold that Smith is much better than Waddle. Uh, you know, I think you have to, uh, you know, factor in that he was injured obviously, and that probably helped Smith have a, you know, an even better season versus if Waddle had been there all year. So, um, you know, but with that said, uh, yes, I'm absolutely, I think it opens up the door to a potential defensive pick, um, yeah. is what it does, uh, you know, at six, I think you had to go offense. But at 12, I think you could get a defensive playmaker. If you don't like the receiver that's there.
0: Well, and we, and it's been heating up in the, uh, in our, in our group text there, which uh, we, we, we have two separate Eagles group texts going and one's kind of like the more official one. And then there's an there's an auxiliary one uh, that, that we have going as well. I've been kind of leaning in the idea of, I don't really want to draft especially well, especially at six, but even still at 12 a guy who opted out for a year. Uh, I, it, I, to me, it's like, you really have to, to succeed in the NFL. You really have to love the game. You have to have it in your heart, your soul. And I get it. Maybe you had a health condition, whatever. I, I don't know. I just, the opting out and, and just not playing football for a year in your prime to me, I don't know. It's, it's kind of scary. And to me, I can see some of these bus being guys who opted out and I think it'll impact them in the draft. Am I crazy? Justin, you guys seem to be pushing Yeah, back. You're,
2: <laughs> you're crazy with your old man logic there. I mean, <laughs> these players aren't getting paid. So they really have, you know, nothing to gain from playing other than an injury. And if you know, you're going to be a top five, top 10 guy like chase knew already going into the season or Parsons as well. Why the heck would you play another season and risk getting injured? Um man, who's that tight end for Michigan who played in the bowl game? uh, His name's escaping me, but he broke his leg playing in the bowl game when he probably should have sat out. Um, Those things happen all the time. And I got to assume that, you know, they were making the best business decision for themselves at the time, best health decision as well. I mean, COVID at the time too was a little bit of a crapshoot. We didn't know as much about it as we do now. I that It uh, wasn't really COVID. under control. So <laughs> if you have a pre-existing condition, who are you to say, Sean, that they shouldn't sit out? My goodness.
0: Wow. Um, I, you know, again, I'm a I'm a harder GM than than Justin. You know, Justin is a, a millennial GM, <laughs> wants to factor in their their feelings. Hey, this could negatively impact your mental health. Let's get some let's get some. You know, handholding. Let's talk about it. I, uh,
1: Sean, just yeah, Sean. <laughs> I, I mean, first of all, let's address the two guys that opted out. It's chase and Parsons. Yes. We're not talking about borderline third round picks here <laughs> that you're questioning the love of the game. I mean, you're talking about two top 10 talent guys that are elite at their position. So, I mean, if we're talking later down the line, guys that are, you know, if we're in the fourth round and you're like, okay, this guy played and this guy opted out. Yeah. I'm giving that a lot of credit then. But when you're talking guys that showed they were elite on the field, I'm not concerned about it.
2: Yeah. By the way, Jake, Butt suffered torn ACL. That's what it was, Jake. Yeah. But I forgot about well, that. But the, I mean, but, yeah.
0: but if you start saying, oh, Hey, I might get injured. I shouldn't play. Then why even play college football? Why not just sit out the entire time? At some point you have to want to strap on the helmet, put those pads on And yeah, there's a chance you get injured. I mean, there's a chance you're always going to get injured. I I get, I get why you'd want to kind of keep the guaranteed money, but and Jake, Butts still got drafted pretty high. And uh, again, he got injured again. So some guys are just injury prone. It doesn't matter if they sit out one game or not. He would, he would have probably blew out his ACL in preseason. Oh, He would have had the Brandon Brooks injury where, you know, he doesn't even, doesn't even get to, uh, to see the field. So Sean, just to just to lock you on the record, you would not take Chase because he opted out if he was available. Um, I I don't think Jamar Chase will be the number one receiver uh, coming next year, rookie year. I'll I'll say that. You can lock me into that. I think sitting out, and again, it'll be tough to actually tie it to sitting out. But I I think that will have an impact on his rookie season and possibly career. Mika Parsons. Yeah. Again, Mika Parsons, especially for the Eagles, they never value the linebacker position. I mean, it would be sweet to have a defensive playmaker, but again, he sat out a year, which I think will have some impact, especially on their rookie season, but also uh, the NFL is just going away from dominant rookie or sorry, just dominant linebackers in general. Uh, Robbie, where are you at with Mika Parsons? Just overall as a prospect.
1: Yeah, look, you I mean, I'm a Penn State guy, we know that, but um I, look, he's a stud. Uh he he was phenomenal on the field. He's a physical freak. Um he's he's got all the tools. Um, you know, but I understand what you're saying that that the linebacker position, you know, some teams, the Eagles looking like one of them, don't fully value that position. And that's fine. That's fine if that's your position and that's why you don't want to take him. But I think the fact that he opted out should not be the reason you don't take him.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's definitive, but you know, as a as a GM, as an evaluator, I I like to look at all the boxes and you know, it's a check mark in the negative column
2: talking about Oh, sorry, Sean. Just uh, to reiterate, I think the other thing too you got to look at. I mean, and these guys are getting evaluated, you know, throughout the season. And now, I mean, if if a, either of them, you know, sat on the couch and gained a few pounds and didn't look like they were ready to play, I mean, that's a big thing. But these guys are working out throughout the season, getting ready for the draft. Um, obviously, I think maybe the number one thing that this hurts when they sit out is they're probably not watching near as much game film or getting you know in the right mindset for certain things but other than that i mean that's stuff where i feel like once you get into the nfl you either have or you don't and that the cobwebs are going to wear off pretty quick within the season um if you're at that elite talent anyways
1: i think it would be a lot more troubling to me if it was a quarterback who sat out yeah, quite honestly because quarterbacks progress so much every season in terms of their knowledge for the game their skill sets reading defense so for a quarterback to lose a whole year, I think would be much more impactful right. than a wide receiver or a linebacker.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Joe Burrow even mentioned it when uh, he was kind of advocating for the college football to have a season where he wasn't a guy that was even going to get drafted until his senior year, and then all of a sudden he's the number one pick overall. Speaking of quarterbacks, Eagles made some quarterback news, signing legendary Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco to the roster. I, I I like the I like the move. Again, they don't have a ton of cap space, and if you look at kind of the market of who is available, do I want Joe Flacco over Colt McCoy? Yeah, uh, I mean to me maybe he's on a sim. Uh, do I want him over Tyrod Taylor? Uh, probably to, to some degree, and a, the cap hit's only one and a half million, but it feels like a ton of fans are upset about the Joe Flacco signing the Joe Flacco contract. Justin, where are you at with uh, adding another Super Bowl MVP to the roster?
2: Uh, you know, I'm content. He's a backup. I don't even know if he's gonna be that good of a backup, but uh really I'm just fixated on Hertz this season what he can do. If we get to the point where we need a backup QB, then so be it, let it be Joe Flacco. I know some people are annoyed about the contract number, but the- I just think last season was a little bit of a different um, you know, it's a different season. Uh quarterbacks are rated differently from year to year based upon availability and things like that. So um, I, I'm not overly concerned about it. Um, and I'm, if, if uh, Joe can help out, if anything, uh, when looking at video and giving him, you know, a little bit more knowledge, as far as, you know, play on the field, I'm a lot more excited to have him with the team who knows though, what he can do. I'm not really worried about his play on the field at this point.
0: Yeah. Everyone looked at the Joe Flacco deal and go, Oh, you went zero and four and they're paying him more money than the jets did. Well, the Jets paid less because he was coming off neck surgery. Like there was a good chance he wouldn't he wouldn't be able to start. I don't think he was ready at the beginning of the season. So the Jets got him at an even more discounted price, but one and a half million dollar cap hit for a guy who, uh, I mean, you know the the film on him looks solid enough, right, Rob? Look,
1: originally I thought this was a good signing, um, and I thought. I do think it's a good idea to have a veteran around Jalen Hurts. Hopefully, help him in the room. But uh, his contract's five million, is it not? So it's spread over multiple years. If it's only one point five this year,
0: no, no. The 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 guaranteed number is three and a half. So they they're going to owe him one and a half this year, guaranteed two million, guaranteed next year. But then you know, so the the incentives he can get up to like five.
1: Here's where I'm at. I I, you know I've kind of gone full circle on this and and. I think maybe people online uh, have swayed me the other way, but (laughs) if Hertz goes down, the season's over. So why not just have a real low price backup that it's not costing you anything next year. If Hertz goes down, the season's done and you're going for that top pick. Um, You know, I don't hate it, but at the same time, I get the criticism and think there's something to it too. So to me, the only value is if he's a positive influence in that quarterback room and helps Hertz grow. If he's not going to be that role, if he's going to you know, say, I'm not doing this mentor thing, um, which I know he said, he's not there to mentor. He wants to compete, but I don't, I don't think he was saying he won't do it. Um, you know, then I don't like the signing. So I, you know, I can't evaluate whether he's going to be a positive person in that room or not, I guess we'll find out. So I'm lukewarm on it at best. And yeah. I know uh, we bring
2: up Joe Douglas all the time, but that's another thing where maybe they got in Joe Douglas's ear, ha- asked how Flacco was last year, how is he, you know, looking at video, instilling, you know, some confidence in there and whatnot, and uh helping the young guys out. So maybe that's something we were able to uh uh how he was able to figure out a little bit more of and, and realize maybe he could be an asset when it comes to helping hurts.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good point. I'm sure they called Joe Douglas and, and got the scoop on him. And by all accounts, he was, he was good kind of helping Sam Darnold again, to whatever degree he he can help him. I, I it would have been nice if they could find a guy that could back him up that had a little bit of experience with some possible upside down the road. I mean, Gardner Minshew trading a seventh rounder for him, I think is kind of would have been an interesting move and would have been something I would have been down for because You know, Minshew again, probably not your franchise quarterback, but he certainly flashed enough to kind of be interesting. And, you know, I, I would like a a backup quarterback, let's say God forbid Hertz pulls a quad, you know, maybe we're six and five kind of in the mix for the NFC East wanting to lean into a competitive season. It would be nice to have a quarterback come in that could maybe win you a game. And I, and I think Gardner Minshew, you know, in the right setting, maybe not a, a horrible find there.
2: Yeah, Sean, um, but if you get Gardner Minshew and Hertz struggles a little bit, right? I think he needs a full season in order for us to see what he can do. But if you struggle uh, in Philly, like give it three games and they're going to be calling for Gardner, at least with a guy like Flacco. Uh, honestly, I don't think even if Hertz struggles, anybody's really going to be, you know, calling for Flacco to start. But if you bring Gardner in here, I mean, I think you run the gamut of that happening. And um, I, I think you need to just let Hertz you know, figure things out, give him, you know, a long leash this season and see what can happen. But if you bring in a guy like that, who has some potential um, you want, you definitely run the risk of that in Philly. Yeah.
1: yeah. And can we just, for a moment, let's give some props to Hertz. Cause you know, every day I see the guy on Instagram, he's working out, he's working out with a QB guru. Uh, you know, it, it really seems, you know, obviously we don't know how he's going to be, but you know, unless he's just duping us all online, he's putting the work in and he's doing everything right. He's got some moxie to him. Mm. So, you know, at, hashtag at point, rare, I,
0: hashtag rare breed that's in his uh, profile. <laughs> exactly.
1: So at this point, I mean, we gotta be all on board with him. Uh, you know, if anything, he's handling this, you know, perfect.
2: Yeah. He's doing everything the opposite of wins. And it's exactly <laughs> what we wanted in Philly. Honestly, like everything he's putting out, just at least if he's struggling on the field, we know we can look at some posts and see that he's going to be working out and putting in the time. Whereas with Wentz, right? What did you say? Sean, Judas, ginger, ginger, I mean, Judas? We ginger, <laughs> Judas. Sorry. Uh, we couldn't, we weren't seeing any of that. We
0: no. saw him hunting. Yeah. If, if Hertz posts some photos of him, like with some dead ducks or him proposing to his uh, girlfriend, then we get, then we got to get worried. <laughs> then we know it's all downhill and uh, it's about to start unraveling. Well, and, and worth kind of noting while we're on the quarterback position, there was rumors out there that maybe the uh, Russell Wilson possibly wanted to get traded. He didn't list the Eagles as a trade destination. Uh, there's, there were rumors too, that the Eagles were all in on Deshaun Watson. Certainly, um, you know all these kind of crazy allegations that have come to light have pretty much nixed any chance that anyone's trading for Deshaun Watson. Justin, are you glad that the Eagles made the decision to kind of stick with Hurts? and now it seems solidified? Now that they have Flacco as a backup, they traded down. Would you have liked them to get a, a look at you into either uh, Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson again, pre pre uh, pre legal issues? I mean, I honestly, I don't see why
2: we would have wanted to go for either of them. Number one, we were strapped for cash to begin this season and how he did a good job as always of getting us out from underneath that. Um, he made some decent free agent signings with Harris. Um, you know, I, I don't mind the flack of one. Um, I think we also got uh Devante. What is this? Uh, anyways. Oh, uh, Andrew Adams. That's who it was. Andrew Adams. I kind of like that guy from uh, Tampa Bay, but anyways, uh, no, I wasn't going to go for Wilson. Number one, he put out four teams, Dallas, New Orleans, Raiders and the bears. So if he puts out Dallas, I'm off that to begin with, then uh, conversations and people are posting things like uh, uh, the bears put out three, first the third round and two possible starters. Mack and Hicks were in the conversation as those starters. Why would we ever want to give that much up for Russell? Uh, Also considering that contract contract that we would have to handle after just getting rid of Wentz with his big contract. Um, And then Watson, I don't even want to get into it, uh, but you know, the allegations that are out there along with the fact that I think that he's a bit overrated, and we'd have to give up quite a bit for him. It doesn't make sense. Why not see kind of a flyer this year. Um, we're paying him not to, right? He's we're not paying him anything. Yeah, he's on um, a he's second talented year. and he's doing all the right things. So why not give him a shot?
0: Yeah, Hertz is on a uh, you know second round rookie deal, so he's he's getting barely anything. I mean, at least comparatively for the uh, for the quarterback position. Rob, any any interest again? Deshaun Watson pre legal situation. Russell Wilson, any any of those sniffs again? I'm not. I, uh, I I really like Russell Wilson. I but again, the fact that he wasn't, you know, Philly wasn't on his list. I was out on him. Deshaun Watson again. I don't. I'm not in love, but the guy was just so good. It felt like it was worth sniffing around again before uh, all this uh, off the field stuff came to light. That you almost owed it to yourself to kind of figure it out. And how he's a great guy and making uh making the cap work regardless. Are you are you glad they didn't try and go for a big splash? Yeah, I I, I don't want
1: I'm against those big QB trades. So I, I was team hurts. I, I was a, against it uh trying to <laughs> trade for anyone, and here's why you, you try to get one of those guys and you're, you're talking, giving up three pit, three first round picks, plus, you know, whatever the number may be, if you're trying to make that move, you better, you better be a team that believes you are one player being the quarterback away from winning a super bowl the next year or within two years, max, because giving up three picks, long-term first round picks, that's a lot in the NFL. I mean, so for a team like ours, that Uh, you know, obviously we have a lot of holes that we need to fill. So for us to lose three first round picks uh, for a team that I'm not convinced we get Russell Wilson, we're contending for a Super Bowl next year. So uh, it it just didn't make sense to me. I think we're in a mode where we're trying to get younger and, and I don't want to use the term rebuild, but kind of reload because you know, I don't think we're going to be a terrible team next year, but at the same time, I'm being realistic. I don't think we're ready to win a Super Bowl next year. How dare um, you, Rob. So uh, you know, I, I was never in favor of it. And uh, I'm glad we're rolling with Hertz.
0: Yeah, it is it is fun to just know the guy. He's our guy. Um, and again, the 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 Wilson news leaking out, that's just that's just another bullseye in uh, that that Hertz can put up in his locker room before he starts lifting weights and balling out and working on his footwork and getting dialed <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah, not to mention. Uh, I mean,
1: you guys touched upon it, but the biggest advantage you can have in the NFL is to have a, a a a good QB on a rookie contract. Yeah, because it frees up so much money to invest in other positions. So if we if if Hertz can show us something, and we got him on that rookie deal for a couple more years. It's just such a massive advantage going forward, especially when we're not in the greatest cap position to begin with.
0: Well, and that's the interesting thing too. They ate the entire uh, Carson Wentz dead cap hit this year. So let's say you know again, getting ahead of ourselves, but Hertz plays at a good enough level that they feel comfortable with him moving forward, right? Like he, you know, they win ten games. he, He he plays pretty good. Has some has some solid flashes. Maybe even sneak into the playoffs. Uh, for a game. Now imagine where we're set up. We're going to have a ton of cap room in 2022. We're going to have at least two first round picks and two second round picks with the chance that one of those picks ends up becoming a third round or a third first rounder. We're we're really in a, uh, you know, in a great spot to succeed down the line. So all we need is for Hertz to be solid or even pretty good and 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 look out we could be cooking. we're gonna be talking I'm sure we'll do a, a draft preview dive deeper into that but are there any sort of free agent moves you guys want to see the team do uh kind of in the midst you know maybe they cover it in the draft maybe they don't for me I still think we need that second cornerback and maybe they end up drafting one i I wouldn't mind maybe he's searching around free agency a little bit more bargain bin stuff. I'd also be open to getting a veteran receiver in the, uh, in the locker room. It feels like we could use again, you know, maybe some in the late twenties Ty Hilton. I almost would have been fine with, although he's a bit washed up, it would have been good. He could have kind of brought the Sirianni uh, scheme over it kind of show that some of the younger guys had to do things, especially if we are going to end up drafting a receiver at 12 would be nice to have one veteran in there. Justin, what kind of moves you want to see between now and the uh and now and basically the draft or just kind of off-season stuff?
2: Uh big one for me is I'm just curious about Ertz at the moment. Like what yeah. are we going to do? I know he's a cap hit of 12 million. He seems to be out the door. We're we're trying to look for a trade situation. I think that's the the biggest thing I'm looking at right now, um seeing what we're going to be doing with him. I will say and uh we didn't quite touch on this but I like the Anthony Harris signing. Yeah. Um, we get a one year, $4 million guy for a safety who had the 10th highest number of tackles last season. So can't really complain. I know we let go of mills, but we kind of got a cheaper Jalen. I know he's uh Harris doesn't seem like quite the Swiss army knife type player that Jalen Mills does, but you know, they, he's kind of, I know he's on a four year, $24 million deal, but um, he's actually really more on like a $2 million deal. I'm uh, sorry. A two year deal. With uh, the Pats because he's sucking up nine million guaranteed there. But I- I'm okay letting Mills go for you know that high number and kind of getting a replacement in Anthony Harris there, who can do some of the same things he can. Um the Andrew Adams signing, I know he hasn't played much, but I like a guy coming from a Super Bowl winning team. Maybe he could give us a little bit more depth at safety. We always seem to need those secondary guys because they just get banged up. And then um I will say too. I like the Tyree Jackson futures. I, mean, like I think he he by the Bills last season, but I just love those big guys. Maybe he can adapt and be just our our form of pits if he can ever see the playing field. But the big one there, I guess, in, uh before the draft here is to see what happens with Ertz. Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, that'll that'll inform a lot of this. Rob, where are you at with the free agent stuff? i am with you, Justin, yeah. on on Harris. It seems like a solid contract. Uh, you know. Again, I I, I think
1: you guys are undervaluing this signing. I mean, most of the media sources I've seen have literally uh, heralded it as one of the steals of free agency. I, I, I don't think he's a cheaper mills. I think he's a better mills at safety, quite honestly. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, he, he had a bit of a down year last year, but the year before he was great. So I think it's a fantastic signing and and I don't think we should diminish it in any way. I think it's a big receiver, but I'll be quite honest, aside from wanting to draft a receiver, I kind of like rolling with the young guys that we have, because I think these guys are excited to play with Hertz. Yeah. They're working together and I don't really want to disrupt that. I kind of want to see what we have. I think Ragers, you know, I think he's poised to have a better year. I think he has a lot to prove and we'll see if he can ever reach that status that would justify where he was drafted. But uh, so the one thing I do think we need is we need another running back to complement miles Sanders, uh, whether it's a change of pace back or just someone else that could be there. I mean, when we won the super bowl, obviously um, you know, we had Le- LeGarrette blunt uh, who was kind of the change of pace back and, and a little stronger. So I do think that's a need that we have. And it'd be nice to have someone uh, you know, uh, obviously Miles Sanders is going to be the elite guy. He's going to be the top back. But to have another guy that's just maybe a step down there, I think could be big for the offense.
0: Yeah, I wish they would have got Philip Lindsay. He was he was he's a little bit more of a physical runner than than Miles Sanders. He they got him for pretty cheap. And I mean, I just loved how hungry the dude was, undrafted free agent, and really just productive uh, running back. I think they kind of missed an opportunity there. He's a, he's a fun guy to have. All right. I think that'll do it for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. Thank you guys for checking out the podcast. Make sure you subscribe. We got our own feed, the Die Hard Eagles podcast. We'll be back maybe a week, maybe two, see if Howie has any more uh, big deals up his sleeve for the Die Hard Eagles podcast. I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green. For Robbie, for Justin, go birds. Go birds. Go
2: birds.